0: These are quite comfortable.
1: Yeah, look, I feel like I'm back at school. Yeah. <clears throat> Except you wouldn't normally be facing the other students. Uh, These are cool. But I've got my notes, so we're good.
0: Bonjour, je m'appelle Trevor. Ah, je suis Daniel. I've got nothing else. Nor do I. <laughs> Enchanté. Did you. Uh, that's the best word. Did you go straight way. to the swear words like you did as a kid? That's what we did as kids, really, yeah. did I know the main ones (laughs) Uh, they sound good as well swearing in french sounds elegant
1: (laughs) (laughs) we won't put them on tape now last year you said to me i want a car that's capable of taking me to the fight Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you said performance will dictate my preference because we're talking about what you were going to do yeah two wins and then and then you switch teams yeah but the four
0: retirements were probably bigger deal Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um it was last year was a whirlwind and a lot changed through the year on and off track I guess you know on track it was I won two out of the first six races and it was like we could be on even for a, a real uh, title title fight this mm-hmm. year so everything was like going let's say to plan yep. I guess accordingly and uh, and then it just kind of quickly fell apart and, and it wasn't like I wouldn't say fell apart it didn't fall apart but I just struggled to I mean I didn't get another podium all year and that was no. like crazy and penalties and problems and this and that and i was just like it just felt like a real uphill battle yeah um and then uh yeah it was like uh teams were starting to announce their driver lineups Mm. and everything and and uh i was just starting i don't know i just felt like i was becoming a bit um i mean it was obvious probably with some interviews i did and frustrations but at times i was just unhappy yeah and uh putting it simply unhappy because i just wanted more, as far as you want to win. Yeah, yeah. So and then you, was, you, it's
1: interesting. You wrote um, it was a real. That was a great article. I think Players Tribune or something like that. Yeah. Really long depth. Like that's an amazing piece. <laughs> you said you were flying to America, mm-hmm. and you were watching a movie, and you put you stopped the movie because you wanted clarity. Yeah. So what movie are you were
0: watching? It's a good question. <laughs> I'd be lying if I could tell you what movie I was watching. See, it's the missing link in that whole puzzle. <laughs> um, I gotta think of the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the Gos- clarity. You got Gosling the clarity. Got me. At, <laughs>
1: at forty thousand feet. It's a pretty. It's a pretty yeah. interesting place because you are completely isolated. You're right. There's no Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah. It's actually. I I now look forward to long-haul flights. Yeah. For that reason, you know, yeah. it's actually a chance to call it ten hours to switch off and to be alone. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's not often, these days, where you can actually have that. And uh, yeah, so that that gave me that last bit of, I guess, clarity I needed. And um, I went back and forth all all year, you know, from the start of the year. I mean, the the initial, or the first Red Bull contract got put in front of me in in winter testing, or at least spoke about in winter testing. So that was like, it was really all all up until the summer, July, um, August that i was kind of going through my head scenarios and what 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 i wanted Mm. and uh yeah it was that i guess that was that that final little moment who'd you call when you got off the plane first um well (laughs) it was before i called anyone i wanted to make sure i was like no i had enough time (laughs) i had enough time over the flight to to figure it out so um well dad was the first person and because i like he would never make a decision for me you know he's like my parents are just there to support yep. and be good parents Amazing. um yep. but for sure like i could kind of sense in them as well that they felt i needed a change mm. and they could see i was starting to let it beat me up a bit at times yes. yeah. and um so when i told dad i was uh, i was like i'm gonna move um i'm gonna go to reno and uh and he was i i felt he like had a bit of a Side of relief and it was like yeah. I really think you need this and I think, I think it's a good thing yeah you got it. yeah
1: yeah so there's there's, um, there's reports so yeah come.
0: that that was that was first oh, That's first cool.
1: I was hoping that was what you'd say because yeah. you, you strike me as a family guy mm. so I thought it was like my mom or dad
0: yeah and then it's like if dad is like no like you're crazy you go I, I don't know I'll probably yeah I'll just go somewhere else and be like all well, right they've got anything but no I I guess it's that little bit of reassurance so there's reports going around that
1: in that netflix documentary that's coming out that christian in the because it's obviously like a behind the scenes fly on the wall yep. thing the christian says at some point during it that you uh, you you left because you you're know, running from a fight with max mm-hmm.
0: what do you say to that um all right so firstly i and i'm sure he's probably not the only one to have that opinion so i can see how people might want to think that or, or say that mm-hmm. um and look everyone's has an opinion and and that hasn't been pulled out of nowhere so like what, it is what it is yep. um, I obviously say no not true um, I love a good fight and I, it was more about put it this way it's about me than Max and it was about me um, a lot of reasons but one, one which I've stated a few times and I think pe- some people will understand it but I was at Red Bull for five years I was at Red Bull G- they'd won four world titles yep. and I joined straight after that so in five years, looking, you know, from that first year, I'm like, okay, in five years, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna win a world title, like that's, it's gonna happen. Mm. Um, it didn't. We never really got close. close. Yep. And I'm not like, I'm not, it's not saying that's, I'm not bitter about it. It's just, it's what happened. Yep. And that was the the, so the, 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 fact, the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was now, okay, we're gonna try and rebuild a new chapter with, with Honda. And I just, I saw there was more risks for me staying and that project failing again, so to speak. I mean, their their expectation is to win, that's it. Same level of risk as there is you coming here. Yeah, and I was just like my, the ability for me to become more frustrated in this environment is, I just saw it as too high, and I just don't wanna be that kind of unhappy, bitter person that's just like always, oh, what could have been, or if only I joined Red Bull in 2013, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. So I was like, I, I need to move on. So it wasn't about Max. I understand how some people might think that, but they're I'll just say they're wrong.
1: But needless to say, it'll be pretty
0: good to beat him on track at some point yeah. this year, right? Yeah, that'd be a good it's, feeling. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We, we I, I'm also very aware we got like work ahead of us, but I don't expect this transition to be easy. Yep. Um, I knew it wouldn't be easy answering these questions. I knew it wouldn't be easy <laughs> trying to build this team to the next step, but. I'm like really motivated for that challenge, and that's I don't know. There was just something in it which really, um, I guess, inspired me, and I was just attracted to yeah to something within this.
1: So if you go through by my reckoning, look, Verne, Vettel, Kvyat, Verstappen, now Hulkenberg, teammates. Yep. Is Is Hulk like probably the most chilled of them all, or because you seem to get on really well?
0: Yeah. Um, I guess he's pretty chilled. Like I actually haven't worked that much with him at the moment, but initial impressions, I'd say he's chilled, and that's for a few reasons. The main one's probably that he's—it's not his first rodeo. He's been doing this longer than I have. Yeah. He's been around the block, so he's—he's he's kind of like he knows how it works. Yeah. And it's like he's got his way of doing things, and that's—that's that's how it's going to be. And that way is just yeah, like I'll get on with the job. Is so. the team
1: completely fresh to you, or did anyone come across? Like, are you literally learning everyone, or is uh, there anyone familiar? Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, I'm learning everyone. <coughs> so the chief engineer, Kyron, he actually, he used to be at Red Bull. So my very first test at Red Bull, he was, he was my there. engineer. Because that was Mark Webber's engineer at the time. Yeah, right, so yeah. I took like his crew um, for that test. And so he engineered me like my first proper F1 test. So um, he so he oversees the whole engineering department yep. now. So I don't work one-on-one well, with, him, with him. But, but he's, uh, yeah, I can definitely, uh, I've, I've worked with him before. So he, he's the main guy I could relate to yep. from that. Um, otherwise, everyone else is is pretty much new. There's a couple F3 mechanics, right? That I used to be, you used uh, be to on my team at Carlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So it, th- there's got to be a lot of pressure in Melbourne now because again, two years ago you, I asked you Melbourne or Monaco. Uh, yeah. You said Melbourne. Yeah. You've already ticked off the Monaco box. Yeah. Um, but it's obvious. It, I mean, it's, is it obvious to say that you know we're not talking about winning in, in Melbourne. We're talking about getting solid results mm-hmm. throughout the year, starting in Melbourne.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's like that's hard to say as a racer and as a racer that 100% still believes is capable of winning so is it annoying that I say that like so would you prefer um, I said can you win in Melbourne no like because then that's just a bit probably naive yeah. um, or uneducated <laughs> to put it that's rightly. what I didn't say <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> so that's like so you're very you know you know what's up and that's that's it and I see this as yes I want it like I said like I want to I want to win yesterday so yeah. to, to know that I'm not even going to win tomorrow, so to speak, is not easy. But I definitely feel this is—it was the best place that I had looking for my future, yeah. if that makes sense. And I believe we will win. Last it's, year's it's car wasn't unlikely going to be in Melbourne. Yeah, it's not going to be that soon <laughs> yeah. um, because the gap to the top three is is big, and you can build a new car in three, four months and do good work. But that's now that next step. China which is proves that
1: a, a good car can become a winning car just through. Other instant strategy, yep. so anything's possible.
0: 100%. I'm not saying it's impossible, yep. but like for like, we're not going to have the speed in the next three yep. weeks. It's, it's going to be a process, which hopefully doesn't take years, but it's going to take a few months for sure. Do you ditch the West Coast Eagles and go to Richmond now because of the colours? So it's funny, I I was completely oblivious to that, and then someone brought up the other, the other day, like, oh, so how's it feel being in Richmond colours? I was like, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So uh, no, it's all because, funnily enough, West Coast
1: colours are very similar to Red Bull in a sense. There's a bit of there's a bit of oh, like bit of for blue. like yeah, there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But no, this that's right. is I'm not going to change your footy team. Come on. Oh, yeah. you're going to walk around like this that in me Melbourne. Silly. <laughs> that's <all> right. <laughs> so um, my a bit con- of blue. There's a bit of blue there. That's right.
1: My concern about the uh, the colours as a fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Melbourne Australian Grand Prix organisers should do for fans? Should they put a charity bin at the gate for all of the Red Bull gear? Ah, uh, yeah.
0: You know, there's
1: a lot of people have got the gear and they shouldn't be walking around anymore, surely.
0: Yeah, all the gear and no idea. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you're I still mean, look, nice if, to them. You're still, they, you're still giving autographs to yeah, people um, wearing last year's shirts. No, terms. of course, of course. Um, I think a charity bin at the gate. Put it this way know, if I see any Red Bull shirts in Melbourne, I'll assume that. They're my shirt from last year, and that's cool. So that's Any me, Red Bull shirt I see, I'll think it's mine. The, so the it's fans right. need to hear you
1: say, <laughs> if you see Red Bull shirts in Melbourne, we assume you're supporting Max.
0: <laughs> no, that's nah, all right. Support who you want. So. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you are going to get rid of them, yeah, don't burn them. Like, it's not like that. We've Just all thought about it, but no, that's crazy. Good Samaritans, and then get yourself some uh, black and yellow.
1: <laughs> in that Players' Tribune article, you also talked a great story about you know the early days karting, going through some tough times, getting a coach, and the story about him forcing you out on the track and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, saying you have to go and wish your, wish your opponent luck. Yeah. So in Melbourne, who do you make a beeline for
0: with that mentality? Um, I think I just stand at the front of the grid and each car I walk past, hopefully it's not too many, yeah. but each car I walk past, who's in front of me, I just step on their front wing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't think there's a written rule there.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we could we could probably test that.
0: Well, um, I don't know. I'll. It's a good question. Max is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, that to that mess pretty his good, head,
1: right? Yeah. So rule changes are twenty we'll nine. See
0: where I qualify, then I'll,
1: I'll, I'll. You'll make a decision. Yeah. So every year there's rule changes uh, for whatever reason, but this year the idea is to make the racing closer, the wings, all that kind of stuff. Yep. It's only testing. It's not like you're doing wheel to wheel stuff here. But is there any sense yet that you think that that will happen?
0: Closer racing. Um... <clears throat> I got to follow a car last week. I think we're on different fuel loads. Mm. I was coming up quite a bit quicker, so for that I could stay closer, and I was like, oh, the effect seems a bit less, but I don't know. It wasn't like for like, so to speak, so I'd like to think there's gonna be a small difference. It's not gonna be a night and day difference. Right, Um, because the
1: the idea is that because the wings are more simplified, you can get closer
0: and it doesn't completely ruin your whole aero package. Yeah, yeah, so I think Forgive me if I'm going to speak completely out of here and just sound like an idiot, but the wake that comes off the front wings, yep. I think it then disturbs the car behind. It's it's all messed up air. And so I believe, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to dig a hole for myself. But it should become more simple that the air is less disturbed. So the car that follows has less of a negative, negative impact. impact. Something like that. Sounds good anyway. Have you thought about Believe it?
1: what what would you do if to to F1 rules if I mean they've got to change again in a couple of years, they're pretty much yeah. defined. But what do you think are the couple of
0: things that need to change potentially, um, either to make it better for fans or for drivers or both? Um, I think that's a big one is so I don't know how, again, maybe this front wing is the we'll solution. It, yeah. um, if it's a more exaggerated version of that, you know, down the line. But yeah, that, that's the main thing is I mean, we can be quicker than the car in front and we'll catch them but then it's like as soon as you get quite close you lose that speed advantage you had and then you get stuck in there dirty air as we call it then your tires overheat so there's a few things i think the tires could be better in those conditions so i don't know if that's through thermal we've talked about it a bit but again that's for the tire guys to figure out but so there's probably something with the way the, the tires respond yeah. um, but also yeah so following a car is, is a big one DRS has been good for F1 I yeah. think that definitely has allowed you to if not overtake get closer send it exactly um, I think the cars look awesome now that yeah. they're like wide and big the downside is the tracks haven't got wider or bigger right. so it does mean there's less room on the track to overtake and I know it's not much but makes a difference, it, yeah. is, it is making a bit of a difference
1: so we're not going to set lofty goals for Melbourne. What is your goal for twenty nineteen? Like if you're going to tick a tick a box at the end of the year,
0: yeah. What makes you go that that worked? That was good. This um, season. I think definitely to. I don't have a position in my head, yep. you know, um, and the fact is until I'm first, I'm probably never going to be satisfied. So mm. I haven't like set a position. Um, I want to make inroads on those top three those yep. big three teams so whether that means we've caught them by half a second or whether we have I i don't even expect to get into that top three um, this year I'd love to but I know as I said that gap is quite big now so if we just make inroads I'll be satisfied um, and I want to feel like I've had a positive influence on this team yep. that I'll be I'd be very happy with that because that leads but on I, to
1: 2020 I,
0: yeah exactly and I want them to feel like I obviously want to feel like it was the right decision for me but I want them to feel like they're let's say investment in me, into the team, has yeah. been worthwhile and he's really had a positive influence and he's driven the team you know, to, to that next level.
1: I get to review cars, it's fun to go from car to car to car. What's the difference? I know it's obviously months of difference between them, but when you mm-hmm. sit down in a Renault F1 car for the first time, yeah. is it just the steering wheel that's different because it's so complicated? Or when you get out and you're in a, like does it feel different to drive? What's the difference it's, between one, and, one F1 car and another?
0: Uh, so it's more it's probably more the comfort and controls that feels more different than the actual handling handling, and characteristics Um, because like comparing it to the Red Bull what the car is doing like you always want more grip like there's no car that's perfect and you always want a bit more grip at the rear that's kind of just how it works so I feel like I'm asking for the same things Okay, maybe the Red Bull I can just come off the brakes a bit earlier and carry a bit more speed, whatever. But it's not handling completely different. But it's more my seating position, the steering wheel, yeah. just e- even I don't know. Like uh, it's it's mainly the switches, but maybe the steering wheel is is a little bit higher or a little bit lower, and that feels more weird right. or different than the way the car is actually yeah. balanced on the track. And you don't, you can't really test it in the sim either. Not really, but yeah. you get used to it. You know, I remember the first day last week testing. I was like, "Oh, pedals feel too far away, steering wheel feels too high, headrest isn't quite right." They were like, jeez, why about the, this?" By, by the end what of the, this block, by the end of the week though, they're like, "All right, so we're going to change this so this this next week we can get these new parts for you." I was like, "Oh, maybe that's alright now. Okay, we'll still change that, but you just get used to yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all good.
1: So two years at, at Renault, um, there's massive rule changes at that point. I'm assuming mm-hmm. Daniel has plans to continue in F1 long after that. Yeah what what do you set yourself as a as a long-term goal how many years is an F1 career for 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 you as you stand um, today
0: i think that's it's going to be very much up to probably my level of success in the sport in terms yeah. of if i can be competitive i i'm don't want to speak for lewis but i think if he hadn't had a world championship winning car the last few years he may have said goodbye a couple yeah, of years right. ago so it's the drive if I'm to winning, win is, is a bigger part of anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if I'm winning, or or again making progress and getting closer and having a sniff, then I'll, I'll keep I'll keep going. Um, Without
1: putting a timeline yeah. on it, and one of the things you said to me last year was, uh, talked about like who played in a movie, and you talked about the movie not ending at your World Championship because you mm-hmm. didn't want that to be the end. So let's say World Championship in uh, however many years, yep. and then you move on to something else. Do do you see a racing career after F1? Like I don't know, NASCAR uh,
0: enduros, or do you think? Eh, Early, like earlier, a few years ago, I would have said yes. Um, but at this stage, I'm thinking about it less. Yeah. Like I'm like I I feel if I put everything into F1 by the end of it, I'll probably be quite burnt right, out yeah. and done with race cars. So I would I would confidently say that I would at least take some time off yeah. after F1. Like I wouldn't jump into another category yeah. straight away. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like well I might as well just stay in F1. Like it's the yeah. pinnacle, so, yeah. Um, ideally, I tick all my boxes here and then say, "See you, catch you later." <laughs> yeah. Start mountain biking and go <laughs> yeah. throwing around
1: the place. Do something else. Fang, you gotta take a supercar around the Bathurst One Thousand at some point, don't you?
0: Yeah. So like the track. That's a thing I know. Like, and I, I would love to. Um. Again, I, yeah. It's we'll see, we'll see. The more years I do of this, <coughs> I still love it, but it is. It is tiring and I feel like every year gets busier and busier, um, whether it's on or off track. So again, if I do it right and tick all the boxes and and create something for myself as well, outside of racing, then I hopefully won't feel the need to keep racing, you know, at 40 years old.
1: Quick fun things, deserted island, three things, what are you taking? Um,
0: Music, so like iPod, I guess.
1: Um, I think iPod and headphones is
0: probably two things. Oh, no. <laughs> In that case, iPod potted <laughs> headphones <laughs> okay. So that's one left Yeah um, Fishing rod Soon
1: <laughs> yeah. you got to eat <laughs> Now, our music tastes differ greatly But best song of
0: all time? Oh Jesus You can't say that Now I can Oh, wow Um a song that is very close to me for for a long time from yep. a young age was uh, "Mr. Tambourine Man" by Bob Dylan. How why? So, uh, so it's it's kind of nostalgic. I was dad used to have that album in his car, um, and like when I was a kid, I'd spend the weekends with him whether he's at yeah. work or whatever. And you know, it'd just be kind of on repeat. Yep. And uh, I remember I just used to be able to sing every word of that song. So that reminds me of just like the early days and just yep. being with dad and just like before. Before things got <laughs> complicated, <Yeah. laughs> okay. And then uh, the same thing. Favorite TV show of all time. Oh, One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. What are you doing? I don't know. No. I, well, that that was a big like. So when I moved to Europe, yep. that was like I was obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was I guess I was young, whatever. But I remember like I was quiet. I could relate to a lot of things weirdly about that show in terms of a lot of their like, they used to have like these real quiet little quotes and it was, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Anyway, One Tree Hill and I kind of, I've always had a crush on Sophia Bush. And then uh, Breaking Bad's hard to beat. Hard to beat? Yeah. Yeah. You followed up with Better Call Saul? Mm, On the plane I I watched it a few times, couldn't quite get there. okay. Yeah, but uh, maybe I never gave it a proper chance. But Breaking Bad was. It's just legit. as slow as Breaking Bad. You've really got to go episode. You gotta, See, I didn't you think, think it was that slow. And, Everyone's like it's slow. Breaking
1: Bad's not a one episode. You can't watch one. you got to watch a couple yeah. to really get the flow.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Netflix, uh, you got any recommendations for people on, on recent Netflix oh, Genji? Oh,
0: just the, the F1 oh, It's not out yet. Stuff you've yeah. watched. <laughs> March 8th, oh, people, watched. March the 8th. People, March the 8th. I watched The Sinner recently ozark nearly finished that um yeah jason bateman he's he's the homie yeah yeah um and the sinner is jessica bill she's you've mentioned her before Mm -hmm. um i feel i've i watched something else recently that was good am i missing an obvious one bodyguard on netflix no i haven't got there
1: okay on the flight to australia okay mate good luck i feel it's anyway it's gonna be an awesome year to watch Um, I think everyone's behind you, of course, but Mm -hmm. we just hope for some, I think, podiums, maybe a nice little cheeky win, and, uh, (laughs) mate, China was an epic race. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, I know. Thanks again for the chat. No worries. You're welcome.